Hi, this is Jerome with episode two of More Life. In the episode you're about to listen to, Philippe and I talk about being authentic, feeling alive, living in the moment, and the power of challenging fears. Philippe is one of those people I can talk with for hours, and it's as interesting. We first met when we were both living in Lisbon, Portugal, and have supported each other and worked with each other on several projects. Actually, we often have deep conversations and at the end ask ourselves, man, why didn't we record this? But let me tell you a bit about Felipe Bernardo. He's a leadership coach for emerging leaders and the business partner of two of the best coaches in the UK. He's passionate about personal transformation and works to help self-made leaders have higher work performance and freedom of mind. He's also one of the facilitators of the Emerging Men community, a men's group that I founded and that inspires presence, personal growth and deep connection for men all over the world. You'll hear us mention Emerging Men and if you're curious to find out more or join the community, just Google Emerging Men Meetup and you'll find our next online men's group and everything you need to know. The podcast More Life explores questions such as how can we feel more alive? And how can we create more aliveness around us from a variety of perspectives? If that's something for you, join all the others and subscribe. With that, let's get into the conversation with the question, how to create more life. Yeah, I was I was reflecting a little bit uh, on this question um, today because I knew we were going to have a have a conversation around this and you have your whole podcast around this and 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 i really really like the question because i feel like it's something that i've been looking for uh for a big part of my life as well um and i really connect uh kind of like the feeling of aliveness or or looking for how to how to experience more more aliveness in my own life as as the feeling of uh being free mm-hmm. um and um also also all the qualities like having fun or um being able to create whatever i want and what and do whatever i want to do whatever i choose to do in, in the moment um so when i was reflecting on it <clears throat> uh, a, a lot of things came to mind and this this i guess the essence of it because because i can i can think about a number of moments in my life where i felt the most alive and i can think about the times in which i went to travel for example and i felt really just full of life i think other people can resonate with this um traveling meeting friends and meeting family after a long time without seeing them mm-hmm. um when i when i left my home country to live abroad um to me it was a very exciting experience where i was stepping to the unknown and i didn't know what to, to expect and and was just kind of like stepping to to becoming to, to that adventure really mm-hmm. um <clears throat> other other moments in which i was really dancing and singing without any inhibition um or or playing and moving and exercising i can take a look at all these moments in my life in which um, now looking back, I feel like, wow, I was really kind of full of energy, full of life in those moments. Um, and and I think that a an essential, um, a, a fundamental kind of essence in those moments were that I, I was living from uh, something I heard a friend of mine uh, talk about a, a while ago. I was feeling from an unblocked feeling. I was living from an unblocked feeling. I was just kind of like unblocked, just like moving. That was like just a flow of energy that I was not trying to constrict with my own um, my own thinking, my own ideas, my own excuses, my own insecurities, my own fears. And I was just kind of like letting things flow, right? Because when I look back into each one of those moments, I can see that I could have easily stopped myself from kind of being fully engaged in those moments as well, right? I, I, If I would meet with a friend or family, I could have gone into that interaction with worry, uh, like like with worry and, and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to see them for a long time. I don't know if they still like me. I've changed so much. 
um, or what are we going to do? If I, the moment that I left my home country to, to move to another country and live abroad, I remember having uh, many insecurities as well, embarking mm-hmm. to that adventure. Mm-hmm. And, but, but yeah, I, I, I didn't, um, I, I didn't kind of let that consume me to the extent that it would, it would kind of put me down and close myself off to that experience. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I think about how to bring more life, I, I think about that. I think about kind of living in a way that is unblocked, that just like letting things flow without my own interference in, in, in those moments. Um, okay. like, a, like an easy example of that can be like dancing, right? A lot of people can have inhibitions around dancing. But if we would truly allow us ourselves to like be in the groove of the beat of the music, of whatever music it is, without the thinking of what other people are going to judge us and, 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 and all this kind of stuff, we just really let things go and, and move and, and have fun, right? Just like kids do. Yeah. So uh, that, that's what comes to mind. It sounds a bit like not paying too much attention to the mind. Yeah. To the concerns and the worries and, you know, what might happen and is this a better choice than that one? And just, exp- yeah, experience, yeah, like, going with the flow what what comes up but not from the mind more from the body mm. Mm. that's what i hear when you when you tell me that yeah i really resonate with that yeah i do um because again i i i, I gotta think about uh my childhood and me growing up and there there was a moment in which i was there was like a stage of a few years in my in my uh, childhood life um, that I was really anxious mm. and I was really worried, worrying a lot about what other people uh, thought of me. And um, I would put other people's opinions and perspectives way higher above my own. And I would always kind of like try to hide myself. I would feel ashamed of my own expression. I would be really closed off to the point where I, I, I had even suicidal ideation and I just didn't want to suffer so much anymore. Mm-hmm. And in, in those moments, I remember like very clearly in that stage of my life, I was so consumed in whatever my mind was telling me yeah. that, yeah, exactly what you, what you said. It was the, the energy, the life force energy that I had was being um, put was being channeled into what's it, what my mind was telling me, mm. right? So there was a lot of mental energy. I was I was just tiring myself by whatever my mind was telling me. And a lot of the times it was a very negative experience, right? It was like, there's something wrong with me. What are other people thinking of me? So you could say that every single person has the same kind of life force, right? The same amount of life, let's say, but mm. we may direct it in different ways. Mm. Yeah, uh, it, it it just reminds me to be more in the present. Mm. Um, because for me, at least, like if I'm really in the present, there 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 isn't much concern or much thinking about well the, the past or the future, obviously, and it is much. I mean, it's the only it's the only time when I can really be alive. Right, I I cannot be alive in the future, cannot mm. be alive in the past. So, when I'm not not thinking about the past or the future, just being and experiencing the now, whatever that might bring, and it's mm. not always all positive, but right. um, that makes me feel alive. And and even negative emotions can can negative quote unquote emotions can make me feel alive, like fear, right. Mm. You know, I can, I can, um, I can go out in the water, for example, and there are big waves, and there's some excitement, and there's also fear. Mm. No, but I'm in the moment, and I feel alive. Mm. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. I remember giving a speech um, a few years ago uh, in the university, and. And I was experiencing quite a lot of nervousness. You could call it fear, insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I remember 
um, just minutes before, seconds before I start speaking, my body was shaking, right? right. Mm-hmm. And there was this classmate of mine um, who, who she was telling me, she was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what, what to say. And she was clearly very worried, right? But I noticed that my experience, not, not to put myself superior or, or, or whatever, I just noticed that I was having kind of a different experience than her because even though I was feeling fear, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of like feeding that with more negative thoughts of what would happen. It was just like, oh man, like I'm just like bursting with energy here and feeling nervous. Like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's speak. Let's see what comes up with, with this energy. Not like I need to suppress this because I'm going to have a speech and I don't want people to think that whatever, right? And, and worried. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was kind of getting from her. Uh, she was kind of like a bit in her head, like, oh, what should I say? And is this going to affect my performance and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and so, yeah, I really resonate with what you said because I can, I have felt a lot of times afraid of doing something, but some people can call that excitement, that same, that same feeling, right? It's like the mind just comes in and judges that, that experience, that feeling later on like oh this is excitement oh no no no, this is fear oh no no this is uh adrenaline running through your body it's like this is right and and it's like you said it's like being the present just oh yeah this is it all right let's move on with this it's Mm -hmm. not like let's suppress it so that i can be happy or 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 feel something else yeah it's it's a perfect example um that that you're giving because i I already knew it, but I got a, a confirmation from the, the book Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, where she mm. gives definitions and explanations of different emotions. And one of them is was nervousness. And she wrote, um, nervousness is the same as excitement on a bodily level. What is different is the interpretation. Mm. And I was like, that is so true. And and I reflected. I mean, you're a native Portuguese speaker. Yeah. Ansioso. It means both nervous and excited. In English, yeah. there's a separation. In Portuguese, there isn't. In Spanish, there isn't. Mm. It means both, depending on the context, you figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. And right. th- there are there are different theories about emotion, and, and some say that. You know, first comes the emotion, then comes the cognition, uh, you know, the thinking. And others say that the thinking comes first and then comes the emotion. I think mm-hmm. both is true at the same time, depends on, on the context, on the exact emotions. But it is very interesting how far our thinking, our interpretation, and also our reinterpretation can change how we feel. Yeah. So just yeah. like you just explained, you know, you were perhaps having similar bodily symptoms as as um, your peer at university, but you interpreted it differently. You were you were more okay with it, and and she was more concerned and worried about it. That is so true. And it just what came to mind hearing you say this is, um, whoever is listening to this, you can you can attest for this. There has been moment. Uh, so, some moments in your life when you can look that you can look back to and you can see that some kind of feeling you used to feel in the past that you used to attribute a different meaning to it uh, some meaning to it now you attribute a different meaning to it mm-hmm. so like for example before like uh, years and years ago whenever i would have the the experience of um kind of worthlessness that I feel, like, I feel like, oh, I'm doubting my own worth. I'm doubting my own value. I'm like, who am I? There's something wrong with me. There's like a few kind of broken inside. There's definitely, I'm different from my peers. There's that, that feeling of kind of self-loathing, right? I would interpret, whenever I would feel like this, right? And it would kind of be automatic. I would just look at a person doing something that I couldn't, and I would start automatically to feel like this. Mm-hmm. I would assume that that feeling was like absolute truth that I shouldn't even doubt that. Like it was just a fact. Mm-hmm. And, and, and since it was a fact, there was something wrong with me. Therefore, I need to do something about it, right? Or I cannot do what those people are doing or whatever, right? And 
nowadays I notice myself having a very different experience, a very different relationship with those feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. Whenever I do have that same experience, it's it's more like a an amusement for me. It's like, oh, isn't it interesting how I'm I'm really comparing myself to other people? It's like I don't I don't seem to really give that much importance as I once did. Yeah. And I think we all have different experiences, uh, different relationships, changes in our relationship to, to certain feelings throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Some, some, maybe, maybe it could be stress. Maybe it could be the feeling of worry that, oh, I was so worried about, I don't know, the future or, or death. And then, but nowadays I don't, I don't see myself worrying so much because I'm like, and then, then we kind of rationalize and we bring a different perspective in life and different philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's, it's very true because this speaks to the fact that it's possible for us to have a different relationship with our bodily emotions to the point where we are just a bit more free around them. Like we can feel it, but they don't have to mean the world of, of, of meaning that we put on top of it. Yeah. And, you know, for some people, this might sound like, oh, he's not paying attention to his emotions. But that's not it. I know no. we've yeah. talked about it many times. It is noticing the emotions, not, not pushing them away, but taking especially the interpretation of them less serious, right? Yeah. So um, we are not advocating, not not listening, not sensing the emotions. We are just... Uh, I, mean, I I agree with you. So we are advocating, perhaps not not taking the thinking mind too serious. Correct. That that's a great point. That's a great point. And this is something that I also hear from people. Um, like, oh, you're just kind of ignoring everything, and living in the la la land of your of your mind, mm-hmm. uh, and suppressing all your emotions. Like, no, it's it's quite the opposite. It's it's um, it's it's it's, it's the, coming back to the example that I gave about the speech is. I'm feeling the nervous, I'm feeling the fear, I'm feeling my body kind of shaking with adrenaline. It's like, cool, let me embrace this as I go into, as I move forward into what I want to create anyways. Because if, if if I'm able to do this, then I'm not really giving so much importance, so much meaning on top of it. It's like, oh, this is what's present. All right, let's move with it anyways. It's not like, this is what's present. Therefore, there's something wrong with me. Therefore, I should fix this. Therefore, I cannot do that. Therefore, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just a very, it's like, a, like holding our feelings with a, like a, in a lighter way instead of holding within such a heavy burden as a, as a heavy burden, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, th- thanks for sharing that. It's, it's nice that we can touch on this. And I would mm. like to move on um and zoom out a little bit with the mm-hmm. next question which is how can we create more aliveness around us hmm hmm so i think what what comes to mind is uh some of the 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 examples that i saw for myself in hindsight around my life, the moments in, in which I felt more alive. Um, because I think that that's a great kind of inquiry to do for anyone, really. But for, for me, it was really helpful. When, when were the times in which I felt most alive and then create my life a little bit more around that, around those moments, right? Mm-hmm. So if for me, has been around traveling, has been around being with family and friends, has been around just moving more my body and just allowing for self-expression. I would want to incorporate that daily right. or weekly, mm-hmm. right? Um, but at the same time, I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I really like to go to the, the core of everything. I really like to go really yeah. d- deep into the fundamentals, the fundamentals of everything. And when I think about each one of those activities that I mentioned, th- there's, there's something about novelty. Mm. There's something about not really knowing what's going to happen in the future. Like that's, that's why we travel, right? Like we want to yeah. see something we've never seen before. We want to connect with a different culture that is different from ours, right? 
um, we want to be in, a, in an environment that is different from the ones we we we, we are being uh, usually. Um, and so, so there is this element of novelty. There's element of newness, of fresh, uh, freshness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me, there is this element of self-expression. Yeah. Right. I mentioned dancing. I mentioned singing. I, men- I mentioned playing and exercising. Just kind of moving uninhibitedly. Oh, I don't even know if this word exists. Like without being uninhib- uh, inhibited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I would really build, create my life around those two things, mm-hmm. inevitably I would have more life, more aliveness. Mm-hmm. If I create my life around being open to the new, being open to adventures, and, and it can be in a small scale or big scale. It can be like, I'm going to speak with a stranger on the street, and it can be, I'm going to travel around the world. It can be, um, I'm going to, I'm going to express my opinions here in the setting that, that I usually suppress it mm. uh, and see what happens or I'm um, right. You can have levels to it. Yeah. So I think that that is a kind of a good compass that the newness, the novelty, the being open to the unknown. Um, and at the same time, um, the self-expression, the, the, the letting things out, the, um, the, the exposing my thoughts and my beliefs, the uh, moving in a way that it's uninhibited. Um, yeah. What do you, what comes up to you when I say this? I'm curious. Yeah. I, I really like this thread of inhibition or lack of inhibition rather and expression. And I think, I think it, actually connects very well with what we do at emerging men so mm-hmm. um for the listeners to know just a little bit background in 2019 i started a men's group emerging men uh Felipe was part of it and then later became my co-facilitator and now we're running um, this men's group which is open we have a weekly meeting open for everyone to join for free and the conversations we have are really invitations for all the people who come, all the men who come to express themselves, to be in an environment where they don't have to feel inhibited, where we create the the space, the safe space for expressions that sometimes, perhaps often, depending on, on your surroundings, are not not so welcome especially mm-hmm. among men so you know when we when we go from the individual to the to the group level uh, i think if i don't you know if i want to be alive and that means expressing myself not feeling inhibited um then doing that myself also makes it much easier to do that with another person and invite another person to show up the same way hmm. right right that, that is a great example of what we do at the merging man you're, you're correct because as even though we have this space for men to express themselves in ways that they might not be used to because they're afraid of being judged by others or humiliated or whatever mm-hmm. if if we don't um I believe that if I don't show up and and I'm not kind of being open enough to to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to 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 show, hey, I'm just as human as you. No, it, it's it's a bit difficult uh, for other men to feel safe enough, or other people in general to be safe enough to uh, to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be really inspiring. I, I have been deeply inspired by the ways I've seen others um other people that um i have met in my life show up in in in, in such an authentic a real a raw way mm. it, it kind of gave me permission to express myself in, in in those ways as well um i mentioned for example dancing mo- moments in which i felt most alive around dancing i didn't used to dance at 
at all. I used to be really just stiff and afraid of, oh, I'm not a good dancer. I, right? So I would put all these labels on myself about the activity of dancing and how it's not possible for me to do it, those excuses, those interpretations about it, what, what will be in the future if I do it and other people think, and what if they record me and blah, blah, blah right? Mm-hmm. And then I would watch people dance very uninhibited, right? Just letting everything out, having fun. And there was something about me watching that and, and, and going, if, if they are able to just let things go in that way, like, wh- why, why can't I? Like, mm-hmm. kind of like they, give, they gave me permission to, to just let go and express and let loose. Um, and, and if I note, if I, um, if I speak, if I may speak to this, I notice this pattern throughout my whole life. I would watch people. I'll notice someone is doing something that I would always want to do. That basically is like the same version of me, but without so much worry, Mm -hmm. without holding so tight to, I can't a little bit more free, a little bit more loose. And they are being like that. And I'll be like, wow, I'm inspired. And, and I just want to loosen up because I know that if I loosen up, um, it's not like the end of the world will, 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 come, to, will come to me. It's, like it, it's, it's actually something good is going to happen, not something bad when yeah. I let go. Like I, I kind of like those people gave me trust that if I would just let go, um, I will have more benefit from how I'm living my life than before and not less. Mm. You, you're definitely uh, further along the way when it comes to dancing. <laughs> 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 um, so the, the, the positive thoughts are there when I try to dance uninhibitedly. And... You know, there there are some bouts of a couple of seconds that I that I am able to do it, and then the thoughts come back like, "Oh, damn, is this a good way to move?" <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I I had a, and and just I think it was two months ago that I went to a a nightclub with my partner, and uh, we we barely ever go to it. Um, but I noticed that oh, all right, there are some people dancing on the on the dance floor. Um, but it was very early. I started to have all those thoughts. Oh no, it's too early already uh, uh, yet. And, and there are not so many people there. It's quite empty. Uh, the music is not so good. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I haven't danced for a long time. Right. I had all those, those thoughts of, of worry. Um, and yet I, there was a moment in which I just thought to myself, like, all right, I will either continue kind of paralyzing myself Mm-hmm. with the worry of it or i will choose to dance like i can't do both at the same time mm-hmm. um and i remember it felt really awkward at first and and right but i think that that's exactly um and i end up dancing but i think that's exactly what happens it's like our our thoughts get the best of us for a moment but if you notice there is like there is there is a point in which we always make the shift like it could be that I'm I get so worried that it's so painful. It gets so painful where I am that I'm like, all right, trying to move away towards what I what I want to do is gonna be less painful than staying where I am. Hmm. Right? So we can change out of pain, <laughs> right? Um and that's what happens for a lot of people, you know, like we we are in January, speaking January right now, when you know, for a lot of people who uh, come to the end of the year and reflect on the year that has passed and, and think about their health issues, they're like, all right, now I want to um, start going to the gym, start doing, they feel motivated because if we look at, oh my God, like I haven't exercised for even like a day in the last year or so little that I'm still in the same place, right? That is just so painful to stay where, I, where we are. Like, all right, let me move forward from here. But I also believe that there is a different way of shifting, of, of changing, which is 
in a more positive way. Like, oh, I don't need to wait until I'm suffering to move away from where I am, right? I think, I think um, that is an expression. What is it? Um, the human beings are the only animals that shit uh, on their on their nest in order to move away from it, okay. right? <laughs> Something like this, mm-hmm. right? We 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 sabotage where we are. We like we we make our own environment currently worse so bad that it it will ha- we'll have to move away to to something else that that might be better um but I, I believe that there is a different way as well to change and in this for example this topic of dance is is simply to start to become aware of those patterns that we have in our minds those those worrisome patterns and really challenging them mm-hmm. like really testing if it's true that I'm going to die if I start to dance, that I'm going to die. Like you, you've you gave really good examples, uh, I remember in the past, about your fear with getting the water. Right, yeah. Right, because you had an injury in the water, for, for, for those who, who don't know. And, and you told me that you were afraid to get in the water. And despite that fear, you're like, all right, I want to challenge if it's really true that I'm going to die, that I, I can't survive, that I can't mm-hmm. uh, surf, that I can't be and swim in the water. And... And nowadays, I see you swimming way better than me and, and just going to the deep end, right? Yeah. But, but there has to be a moment in which you challenge those assumptions and see if they are really true. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm actually happy to share. Um, it, early 2020, I um, dislocated my shoulder when I was, while I was bodyboarding. And it was... I shouldn't have gone in because the waves were just messy. There was no good break. Um, but I thought, you know, I've already come this far to the beach, so I might as well go in. And I wanted to go out already. Just wanted to take any wave to get closer to the beach. And I got, you know, into the washing machine, pushed on the ground. Um, I lost my board, my right shoulder. Or was it my left one? See, I don't even know anymore. I think it was my left one. <laughs> Um, popped out and then the same thing happened again I got in the washing machine bumped on the ground the shoulder went back in and that was that was already traumatic and then I was luckily already um, closer to the beach I could stand in between waves and I could just see my arm hanging down and I couldn't move it I would kind of like speak to it like hey move nothing nothing not even not even the little finger moving a little nothing um, so, so that was the event that was that was traumatic, um, and also had some some difficulty getting out of the water. Still, I was signaling for help, but nobody understood what I was trying to signal, um, and and that left me not wanting. Or well, it traumatized me. It traumatized me. So, even if you know I would be at a at a beach where the water is completely clear and the waves are like. 10 centimeters high and my head would be kind of like in that wave that would be really difficult for me and um, even just diving in the moment of being above the water to being underneath the water difficult but I love the water so at some moment I I thought well just like you said it was not that painful um, but at some moment I thought like I don't want this anymore like I, I don't I don't want to feel so um so many negative emotions or get triggered in my trauma when I just want to have a good time at the beach or you know go for a little dive and, and see some fish and this idea of challenging my fears came up and and I decided um, without overthinking it, which is important <laughs> to challenge them. And uh, I, I posted the the video in, in the Emerging Men group that I actually jumped into the water from a rock. I mean, I, I've done that in the past, but it was it was new after the the accident. And that was triggering. But there's something um, very interesting when we consciously seek out 
a situation that might be triggering or maybe that you know that will be triggering that is completely different than being exposed to it passively mm. that allows us to um to experience it which is not comfortable but um from a different mind space i don't i don't exactly know how it works um, but it is different so i did that and i came out and i was like i have to jump again <laughs> so i jumped again and then the next step was jumping and and swimming from there um, around the rocks to the beach, which is like uh, 150 meters or so. Uh, and then, you know, every every time it was a bit more and a bit more extreme and um, less waiting, you know, not counting three, two, one, just counting three. Okay, now I jump. <laughs> and, and that has helped me not completely, but pretty much go through the trauma. Wow, that's such a great story. And, and it really speaks to to what we've been talking about, right? Mm. And and I, I can assume that now you are way more free. You have way more life around that activity, right? Yeah. If you're more alive swimming, uh, just just going for a, a fun little leisure time swimming. Um, but what you spoke really, um, really spoke to what we've been talking about because you talked about the the newness as well, right? It's like there's a the fresh new experience that I'm I'm consciously choosing to get myself into back again, right? You, of course, you've you swam before, but it was different from that mm. after the trauma, right? So again, right? It's like all right, there is something here that I want to step forward into that I don't know what's gonna be. I don't know, right? I, I have a trust that I'm gonna be okay, but I don't know. Let's mm. see what happens, right? I feel like it, it's, and you really nail um, on the head, um, you really, really got the point right about being co consciously choosing to do those things because whenever I really feel like, all right, there's something that I want to change about me that is like an area in my life in which I'm hiding or I'm being passive about or I'm being inauthentic, mm -hmm. um, I want to challenge that. I want like, all right, how can I fall even more in love with life? How can I be even more free around different aspects of life? If every single time that I go talk to a group of people, I feel really like coy and shy and not really expressing myself as much as when I'm with my friend, I'm like, I want to take a look at that. Like yeah. what's going on here? Like I want to feel just as free in myself in any situation. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hold myself back. I want to just, just be me and let, let things flow. Right. Um, that, to, to be unblocked around different uh, situations, all situations really. But for that, um, yeah, I got I gotta have a conscious, gotta make a conscious decision of, all right, I'm gonna step into that, and uh, I'm gonna pay less and less attention to what my mind is saying, and just really see what happens. Yeah. Because I really think that, um, well, if you take a look at the people who have an easier time. Um, in a situation than you, that they are a bit more free, that they are a bit more uninhibited, that they seem a bit more confident. And you ask them, what is going on through your mind? What do you think? Do you prepare to go to those situations? Usually, and, and I've done this, right? I've asked a bunch of people. Usually the answer is, I'm not thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not considering stuff as much as you're considering. Yeah. I'm just going for it, right? That's the reason why the... The, the slogan of Nike, uh, uh, just do it, is, mm. is so, I think it's Nike, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's Nike. <laughs> just do it is so um, famous and, and inspiring because it just speaks to this, uh, this power really that we have to choose to engage in an activity without so much consideration. Does that mean I'm going to be reckless about it? No, it just simply means um, I, I want to think less about myself whilst I'm on it. I want to be less self-conscious, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Because when, when Felipe disappears, when the, the ideas of Felipe disappears, I have so much uh, more fun in life, <laughs> really. If, if I'm talking with someone and like I'm thinking about what people are thinking about Felipe, what, uh, how Felipe is coming across, if Felipe is going to be judged, how Felipe is going to... Like that will get in the way of me feeling more alive and, and I would just feel blocked. Yeah. But 
again, the, the less Felipe is in the picture, the, the more just, I just flow with life. I just like have fun, really. And the more real you are. The more real I am. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that's, that's kind of the source of authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, is, it is so curious. I, when, I, when I teach, I sometimes bring up this conundrum of people want to be authentic. They, you know, it feels good to be authentic, to be real, to just be oneself. So that is true for me. That's true for you. That's true for probably everybody else. So what makes it so difficult to do that when we're together? And, and I think it doesn't have to be that difficult. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's what we show with emerging men. Like people come for the first time. They don't know anyone of us, but they know the purpose of the group. And they don't know the purpose is to be authentic, be yourself, say whatever you want to say that you might have felt inhibited to say before. And then, you know, people come come to us, have have one conversation, one one hour with us in the group, and they say, "Wow, you know, this this was amazing. This was an amazing experience. I've I've never shared that with anybody." It's like, yeah, it's it's not so difficult. I mean, it, it may, may maybe it is difficult, but maybe it's also not because what we're doing is is not something complex. It is. We we set up a couple of ground rules and we create a space. And then, you know, we don't have to train the men who come to be authentic. They know how to do that. Mm. <laughs> so it is, I think, this invitation that, that makes it so powerful. Oh, I love what you said about we don't have to train them to be authentic because we all know already. Mm -hmm. Right? We 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 have had a sense, a felt sense in our lives at some moment uh, when we were not really so concerned about how we were coming across, yeah. right? And and what you said about difficulty, like we are creating the difficulty, aren't we? Maybe. Right? <laughs> it, it, that, that's how it seems to me because even, even in the space that we create for men to express at emerging men, you can still see that sometimes men will still feel uh, like they need to hold back. Right. Right. Even though there is that space. Yeah. Right. That, that, that we say like here, we're not here to judge. We're not. But it's almost like at first when we are holding back so much, we're so full of um, kind of insecurity about how we're expressing ourselves or we're coming across if we can do something or not. It's almost like we are looking for permission mm -hmm. to do that. I'm like, like, are you sure? Like, can I really express? Like, are you really not going to judge me? Like, is, is, are things really going to be okay if I try to do this thing that I'm afraid of doing? Mm -hmm. um, and it's fine, right? I think that's, that's uh, it's very normal for us to have uh, those, um, those questions and, and looking for kind of validation, looking for permission. But I think that there, is, there comes a moment in which we, we, start to challenge so much of those assumptions that we can't do something because that I can't express because that I, like challenge so much of those beliefs and those excuses that it's like, Oh, I don't really need any more validation. I'm, I just know that if I try to do something I'm afraid of doing, I won't die. <laughs> right. It's kind of like proving to myself that I will be okay. No matter what, yeah. really, even if people are judging me, like, Oh yeah, there is a moment in which I overcome that and I stop thinking about that. Mm. And I can still be grounded in myself, even when someone disagreeing with me, right? That kind of self-awareness or whatever you want to call it, so introspection or uh exploration about ourselves, I think is so important to 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 build this kind of um I, I guess trust in ourselves that we're gonna be okay no matter what. Again, yeah. And this this actually reminds me of a a, a masterclass that I that I attended um, a few I think it was one two weeks ago, um, and and the host of it she was talking about how um, 
she she when she was feeling a lot of fear in reaching out to people in, in her business and um, different aspects of her business and how to grow, she was holding herself back so much because of her fear that she came up with this idea of creating a jar. So she, she had a, like a big jar. And this I think she called the, the scary jar. Mm-hmm. And what she did was for about, I think it was one to two years, she would have the idea of doing something she felt scared of doing. And she the, the purpose of the jar is she would do the thing and after she did it, she would write in a piece of paper the date and what she did. And she would fold wow. it and put it in the jar. That's cool. Right? And, and then she was kind of teaching herself, conditioning herself to a different way of living life. Right? She was like, all right, when I have an idea, I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove to myself that I didn't die. Mm-hmm. So she would write it down, the date, what she did, and put it there. And that jar started to become fuller and fuller. Mm-hmm. To the point where a year later, when she looked back and she was like, all right, let me take a look at all the things that I did. She was amazed at how much fear she had doing those things. Because uh, a year later, she, she realized, oh, I don't, I'm not so scared about those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so this is just like a, an example, I think, that points to the fact that when we are really willing to challenge our assumptions and excuses and fears and insecurities, we can then access this, this way of living that is just has more movement, has more energy, has more life, it's just more free or just trying things because for the sake of it, because you want to just challenge yourself, because you want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. It's just playful. It's what kids do. They're like, I don't know how to do this. And they just go and do it. <laughs> right? So um, I love I love that example, and I think it speaks to what we're talking about. Yeah, it's. I think life's a lot about experimentation and finding finding oneself through doing through experiment, not not just doing, also being. You know, experimenting with who am I? How, how do I express myself? Um, what what are the kind of things that I like doing? Um, how do I like to interact with other people and, and trying out different ways? Because that is, for me, a way to feel more alive. And actually, I want to I want to share another thing. I used to have a sticky note right here next to my um, workspace, saying, "Even if I get rejected, if I tell my truth, I feel powerful." And that was not like an affirmation. That was a truth that I experienced. Where, where I noticed, um, so one, one example, I, I was, uh, you know, many years back, um, I was invited to teach at a university. And the pay was good, but only after I had prepared for the course. And the preparation took a lot of time. Just reading the book takes a lot of time, right? So I I contacted them and said and had a conversation and said, I want to be paid for the preparation. This much. They said no. No, I accepted the contract anyway. But I felt powerful. If I had not done that, I would have resented them. Oh, you know, they're not paying enough. And I, I had to prepare so much. And you know, mm. now. It was it was it was something I expressed what I wanted to express, and that was the most important thing. Hmm. I really like that. I, I resonate a lot with it as well. Kind of like the whole topic of speaking your truth, right? Yeah. One one, one area in which I felt I still feel sometimes a bit uh, insecure around it is asking, mm-hmm. right? So, so you give an example of asking for the money you want, right? Yeah. Um, because. I guess the worry that I would have is, okay, if I ask for things that are a bit unreasonable, people are going to judge me as uh, crazy or as like, how dare you ask that, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and put me down some way. Um, so I started to challenge that, nice. right? And I started to, like, I started to choose, I want to live into the commitment that 
I am the kind of person that asks abundantly for anything. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to me? That means I will ask the most unreasonable stuff and I'm 100% fine you saying no. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right? It's like, you know, and that is even... Uh, there's even an, an exercise that is very fun to do. I've done it and it's very can be very uncomfortable as well. Um, <laughs> that is that you would go to a, a, a few stores and you'd ask for things that you're sure they don't have in the store, <laughs> right? So you go to a bakery and you ask for, oh, do you, do you have a guitar here? Do you, sell, do you sell Fender guitars and amplifiers? Uh, you go to a candy shop and you ask for whatever, a, a computer, right? You sell computers. I want to buy a, a nice uh, Microsoft computer. And people, I, I've done this exercise and people just looked at me like, what is going on here? <laughs> but, but at the same time, they were just like, oh, no, we don't have it. They, they, they wouldn't like, I don't know, like judge me as harshly as I thought they would. Right. Um, and even if they did, it just... Proved to me that I was able to 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 ask something mm. that is that it can seem unreasonable in my mind, but it's fine. Again, like I, I didn't die by doing that. Mm. It, it, I actually started to have a lot of fun asking people for stuff because a lot of the times we, at least I, would have the assumption that if I ask something um, to someone and they and they would say, no, I'm being a burden on them. Or if they ask something and they say yes, but they actually wanted to say no to, mm -hmm. I'm being a burden to them as well. Right? Um, so if people are kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this for you, but you know, I don't really want to do it. I would fear that would happen. I would ask for something and someone would kind of like people please and, and do it anyways, even though they don't want to do it. Yeah. But I started to notice that. I could just simply tell them like, hey, you don't have to do this, but I want to ask anyways. Yeah. Because that's the thing that I want to, I want to get better at is, is the muscle of asking and, and being okay with any answer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love the part of you don't have to do this if you don't want right. um, it, it is actually, I think it belongs so much to the past to try to persuade people and, and influence them to do something that they don't want. And, and I've, I do what you just said a lot. Like I, I get a feeling of when a person doesn't want to do what I ask them to do or what I request it, um, that then I often intervene. Like, Hey, you don't have to do this. Like if you don't want to, I can do it myself. Or if you want to do that tomorrow, it's fine if you do it tomorrow. Um, and, and I think by that creating more harmony in, in, mm. the, in the relationship and more, also more acceptance, you know, more understanding, mm. obviously, because I notice and, and also acceptance like, hey, that other person, you know, for whatever reason they, they might have, I don't have to know, um, they don't want to do that. Right. Right. And, and, and thereby also allowing the other person to feel what they're feeling, to think what they're thinking, um, whether they then accept that or not. Yeah, and, and and there's so much freedom around it, isn't mm -hmm. it? Like to just simply be able to ask, whether it is asking for a raise, yeah. uh, whether it is asking for uh, like delegating work to someone, um, or, or in personal relationships as well, asking for people to do something or uh, requesting. And the freedom of knowing that I'm going to be okay if people say no mm -hmm. is again there's just more life in it that is just is unblocked it's like oh i have an idea of asking and then i ask and then i see what happens right yeah. it, it it really goes back to what we've been talking about um kind of like stop trying to predict the future mm -hmm. and and how i'm going to feel in the future yeah. uh in case this happened that happened it's like oh the more i come back to the to the moment like you mentioned in the beginning of our conversation the present moment I'm just going to follow whatever is occurring to me right now. It's like Joseph Campbell talked about following your bliss, right? Uh, the way that I, I interpret that is kind of like this, is following the aliveness, following the, 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 um, 
this soulful desire to create something, right? And whenever I notice myself blocking that with fear, with worry, with excuses, I want to take a look at that. And I just want to see if it's possible for me to take action anyways and see what happens. Um, I think that kind of um, summarizes our conversation really well. Yeah. Thank you for the summary. <laughs> um, I want to slowly come towards the end of our conversation. I have uh, three more questions that I would like to ask you. First one is, what's the best change that you've recently implemented in your life? Ooh. Okay. The first thing that came to mind is being bolder. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, uh, I noticed, especially this last year, 2022, in the beginning, and uh, no, actually around the middle of, of the year, I noticed that I was hanging out with people who were really speaking their mind up and, and being direct and mm. saying what they were thinking. And uh, sometimes, you know, in this area of work that we do around coaching and helping people develop, they were calling people out on their bullshit. And, and really speaking what they were noticing and, and also speaking something that is true and they love about them, acknowledging them, appreciating them out loud, right? Like sending them a gift or something like this. So being bolder in, in the aspect of expressing myself and being direct um, is something that I got, I felt like I, I felt inspired by those people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, right. Nothing bad happens if I would do that. Or, or, or I don't know and I want to try out. Yeah. being more this way and i noticed myself um being bolder around either my clients uh and and just saying things that i would usually go around the bushes to say so being more direct more straightforward straight facts um and also around acknowledging people so um whenever i would now i notice myself whenever i meet someone new uh, it can be just a stranger I met for a few minutes. If there's something that I appreciate about them, mm. I'm like, wow, you really show you're, you're really uh, lighthearted, or I love your smile, or I love your way of dressing, or whatever. I would just say it. Now I notice myself just saying things like this more often without holding back, and I love that. I love that because again, it's like I feel more free in my ability to to put words into what I'm noticing, yeah, without trying to put too many words around it that's inspiring really cool mm. thanks thanks for sharing <laughs> I, w- I will keep that in mind maybe i will follow suit and try that out as well <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's beautiful man i, I love it i really do mm. yeah okay next question is what are you currently focused on in life um right right so right now i uh i'm in brazil i came back to my home country i'm here uh spending time with my my family so right now the focus is that mm-hmm. is to just uh cultivate nourish the time and, and and appreciate them and spend time with them um with friends here as well um and with regards of like this year and and what i want to create as well um there is there's something about me uh being again able to to delegate work to 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 ask for things so i'm still on that path of keep asking for things Mm -hmm. and and being the kind of person that um delegates stuff that 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 leads more that is more like uh has a has a wider view of of my work mm-hmm. instead of being so much in the trenches of uh, this is what I'm going to do next and this is it and it, like it's, it's a bit difficult for me to explain but I, I guess my focus this year is to kind of zoom out a little bit and focus on what's the most uh, the, the high value activities that I do either either pers- uh, professionally in my work so I can mm-hmm. focus on that and delegate everything else or in my personal life as well where I'm focusing on what are the activities that I do in my free time that is kind of the, the highest of, of quality time? Yeah. So like I said, like for me, spending time with my family for me is 
spending time even by myself or reading a book or writing, um, those are kind of higher value uh, mm-hmm. activities for me. So I think that that's, that's really what I'm going to be focusing on for this year. It's very similar to what I'm focused on. So mm. let's compare notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and you you kind of answered that question already, but I, I still want to um, ask it in case you have anything to add. What are you up to in the world right now? Mm. So right now I'm working with emerging leaders. So people who have had some 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 sort of self-inquiry uh, mm. that touches on what we are speaking about, right? They are challenging themselves professionally or personally, wanting to create something in their lives. And they have noticed that it, 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 they can rely on themselves to do that, mm. right? That they have some sort of ownership and they want some assistance in, in creating that, right? So either to leveling up their careers or to create a project in their personal lives or to start a new uh, entrepreneurial venture. So that's what I'm up to in the world. That's who I love to work with because these are people that are are passionate about creating something that they really are interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they may hold themselves back in, in all the different versions of what we talked about today, right? Uh, procrastination or, or I believe I can't or what do people think or whatever it is, right? Um, so I love working with them. Um, and at the same time, uh, another line of work that I'm that I'm doing that I'm up to is working with coaches. So I'm currently working with two of uh, the top coaches in the UK, uh, helping them around the, the back end of their businesses uh, around the I do a lot of stuff around the marketing and uh, connections uh, and, and leads um, to to organizing events. Um, and they are they're having multiple events this year that I'm really excited to to participate uh, into that it's all about personal transformation, all about taking people to the next level of what they want to create as well. And, and it's such a pleasure to be part of that and to help create the vehicle for them to deliver that material mm-hmm. and that uh, transformation to people as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like to see that um, I like to be an agent of of impact into people's lives. And mm-hmm. I don't really mind so much to be driving that train of impact. I, I can also be the one who is, you know, organizing the train and putting the train together and other people are driving it. I'm, yeah. I'm just as happy to do that. Yeah. So again, it's like I, I'm, I'm doing work one-on-one with people and emerging leaders in organizations or uh, entrepreneurs. And at the same time, I'm like, all right, let me work with coaches who are doing the same and, and optimizing their business so that they can deliver that even more effectively. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm up to in the world. Yeah, that, that's really cool. And I mean, it is it's kind of rare to have this um, understanding and insight of the the back end of what coaches do, and, you know, what what goes into it, what systems do they use and uh, it's great that you know you use that experience that you that you've gathered to to help others have an easier life when it comes to creating their coaching practice because it can be a lot a lot to focus on yeah yes absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it's cool. it's it's a pleasure to be to be part of that mm-hmm. um and and just watching people shift and transform uh you know, and I and I don't mind the collaboration. I don't need to be in the in the the front seat all the time. Uh, yeah. W- what really matters to me is is really seeing people come alive, right? Come alive, um, in whatever way that works for them, mm-hmm. right? Whatever way that got them there, I'm happy to witness that and be part of that. There we have the acceptance again. There you go. <laughs> cool. Well, Felipe, it was great having you on um, and talk about all these different topics. And um, yeah, as as I said, we'll compare notes about our focus this year. And for now, I just wish you a wonderful time in Brazil and with your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciated talking with you. It was a, it was a delightful conversation. Uh, 
I, I really enjoyed it. And I felt alive while talking with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I felt you. alive too. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you too. Thank you for listening. If you got something out of this episode, share that with your friends or colleagues or even with me by sending a message on my socials. Subscribe to get notified about new episodes and leave a rating or comment in your app to help others find more life. If you have requests for future topics or suggestions for fitting guests, email me at joram at emergetoprosper.com. In the next episode, Jesse Terranova and I will be talking about getting closer to oneself through traveling. Will you join us?